Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Let's go to work. Fred Rogan, Rodney Pete on AM570 LA Sports. Two-hour show for us today. Rodney, we are giving away a four-pack yes. of tickets to the Winterfest in OC. It's Southern California's largest winter festival taking place down at the OC Fair and Event Center in Costa Mesa. Select dates from now through January 7th. So, we're giving yeah, away see. a four-pack of tickets. How about that? I like that. I like that. Right? Those are uh, those are great. It's a great event down there. And let's do this. Let's also give away a $250 Burke Williams gift card. Oh, talk to me now. Now you're speaking my language. I know you love it there. Oh, I love Burke Williams. So Almost the- more than life itself, Fred. It's a great gift for mom, your grandma, <laughs> Rodney. Rodney, great gift for you if you want. Yes, it is. Um, so if you're feeling generous out there this holiday season, you know, give it to old Uncle Rodney. Well, there you go. It's a gift for anybody. It's a gift for everybody. It's a gift for you, and it's a great Christmas gift, and we're giving it away between now and 2 o'clock. And the big two-hour show today. Uh, bottom of the hour, we'll play Know Your Squad. And when we play Know Your Squad, we'll give one of the prizes away if you win. If you don't win, we open it up for everybody. All right. Uh, it takes money to make money, right? You've heard that. You've heard that. What? Say takes, that again. Takes money to make money. You've heard that slogan, haven't you? That old saying. Takes money to make money. Yes, of course. Of yes, course. Okay. yes, yes, yes. There we go. So if it takes money to make money, the more money you have, the more money you can make because you know how to make money. It's pretty simple. Yes. So look at Guggenheim. They're an investment company. They handle $380 billion worth of people's investments. I'd say they're highly capitalized and they know what they're doing. They've been in business a long time and they know how to make money. That's why so many people turn to them as clients. Well, Guggenheim, of course, owns the Dodgers. Mark Walter, the managing general partner from Guggenheim, he's got a big piece of it. So they've got pretty deep pockets. They can pretty much do whatever they want. They don't want to go insane or be crazy because that would be bad business. But within the parameters of good business, they'll do whatever needs to be done. Enter Shohei Otani. The $700 million, $680 million of it deferred. So we're sitting there thinking, well, you know, after 10 years and he's done, Guggenheim's got to start paying the guy $68 million a year. But they have money. Now, nah, hold on. Jack Harris of the Times figured this out. And it's really pretty smart. You see, the money that they would be paying him, they can turn around and reinvest. So they're, in essence, investing $680 million. And in 10 years, what will $680 million of investments generate? It could generate... $1 $1 billion. Now think about that. They're going to invest the money that they were going to pay him. Fine. That investment will grow. So at the time, it's time for them to pay him. That money may have made them an additional billion dollars. Yes. 
That's pretty so smart. Really, in essence, they're not really coming out of pocket too much at all. And and on top of that, I mean, you just think in the typical stock market, um, you know, you usually, you know, from a conservative standpoint, you would get generate ten percent um, interest annually, right? So you know, you add and factor that in over a period of ten years, and what that what does that look like on six hundred eighty million dollars? Um, and remember, they um, Otani did not take any interest on the money. So there's not going to be an extra, as they call it, VIG at the end of 10 years. It is $680 million. It's $680 million today. It's $680 million 10 years from now. Um, I would have done it differently. I would have done it with, uh, with a factored in inflation over the 10 years and added that in, uh, which a lot of people have done. But he did not do that. And also, the Dodgers don't have to show that money for the first two years, remember, in essence, it's going to be about 46 or whatever million yeah, dollars yeah. a year that they have to have in an account and have it ready or or at least in an escrow or liquid. Somehow they have to have that money ready to go. They can't just go 10 years and say, OK, we're we don't know where the money is. or We'll come up with it in 10 years. No, they have to show that money within two years uh, and then every year after that, that they can pay it. Um, but they still have two years at least invest that money, but all the 10 years to invest the bulk of it. It is a, uh, a brilliant way for Google to really pretty much not really come out of pocket at all. They're going to make time. money. Yeah. Come out of pocket. They're going to make money. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's the funniest part of it. Yeah. Here's the money now. We're just going to invest it. We just put it in a savings account with a high interest yep. return. We're not yep. going to touch it. Now, at the end of 10 years, that money is now worth X, but we only owe you Y. Right. That's all. We're going to invest the money. You know where we're going to invest it? With us. We'll <laughs> invest with us. Exactly. We'll make all the interest on the money. And on top of it, we'll get the dividends from the money. Correct. So at the end of the 10 years... Not only are we not out of pocket, because we've already made our, our, our dividends and our interest. We just put yours over here now. Yeah. We've made money. We spent you, we're paying you $700 million. And when it's all said and done, we made money. That is, first, it's brilliant. And second, yep. that's insane. But they figured out how to do it. And then the, the cherry on the Sunday is that he said, just give me two million a year. Just give me two. Yeah. All I need is two. Well, I, they find that in the couch. That's that's just going, hey, go get that uh that walking around money we had over there in the in that closet. Just go give that. That's we'll give that to Otani every year. This is two million dollars. Um, it is it is absolutely brilliant. It saves them first of all, like you said, they're making money. And then they're not getting hit every single year with $70 million. <laughs> you know what I mean? So they can go out and sign possibly a Yamamoto or other people that they need because they're not getting hit with the Otani contract. And by the way, from what I've read, everybody that was in at the end, the Blue Jays, I think the Giants, the Dodgers, mm -hmm. the Angels, everybody agreed to this plan except the Angels. Except the angels. Except the angels. So everybody was willing to do it. Yeah. Anybody with deep pockets figured out that all you got to do is turn around and invest the money. 
and right. you, you'll get paid dividends on the money, so you'll make money. Yeah. They were like, everybody was like, how soon can we sign? <laughs> you want, this is what you want to do? Okay. This is great for us. Come on. And and only the Angels. Only the Angels said no. Balked at it. Only Artem if Moreno. If any team out there, if any team out there needed a deal like this, it was the Angels. You talk about a team-friendly deal, it would have been the Angels. If the Angels would have looked at it and go, wait, we only got to pay you $2 million. We don't have to come. We don't have to pay you the six eighty until the end of the end of the contract. And we save all this money. I don't have to. Okay, let's do that right now. Why wouldn't they just rush to try to do that deal? Two reasons. Number one, because Artie probably uh, doesn't have the cash. May not have the cash flow to pull that off. That's number one. Now. If he had sold, but the, he doesn't have to have all the cash flow to pull but that you gotta off. Put 40, not, but you got to put forty. But that's two in. years from now, Fred. It doesn't matter. That could affect his payroll. He may not be able to build his team. I don't think he has the money. I think that's what got him. If he had sold the team to somebody with deep pockets, sell thirty percent of the team. Then, okay, well, how about that? He could have considered that, but he chose not to. He could have sold the entire franchise. He chose not to. So he sits where he sits. And I, I'm not talking out of school. Do the deal and then sell the team. Well, you were thinking that. But if you're the owner of the team, you know, that's another $680 million you add to it. Now, if you have the cash. Yeah, but if you're an owner of the team, around, you look at it You look at it just like Guggenheim would look at it. Wait a minute. I'm going to buy this team. And this is the Otani contract that I'm walking into? Oh, that's done deal. Let's go. Because anybody that's going to buy the team is going to understand it like the Guggenheim guys do. So I'm talking to somebody yesterday. I'm not going to reveal who this person is. All right? And and I don't think I'm talking out of school. Anyway, this person used to work for the Angels. In uh, a front office capacity in sales. Pretty high ranking. Okay, you with me? So this guy knows what's yeah. going on. And I'm talking to him, and I'm talking about the Angels and how they lost Otani. And I know he worked there. And you know what he said? And this guy worked there for a couple of years in a pretty high-ranking position. He said, the fish always stinks from the head down. The problem is wow. Artie Moreno. <laughs> and the guy worked wow. there. He was on the inside. He knew everything. He saw everything. He understood how they operated. And I said, that's a pretty strong statement to make. He goes, anybody that works there knows that. That's the problem with the Angels. It's Artie Moreno. He bungled, completely bungled holding on to Otani. Bungled it. They should have traded him. Didn't trade him. Ended up losing him. That's the issue. And that came from somebody that works there. Worked. Yeah, not only losing him, but you lost him to the team up the road. Oh, uh, why? Well, Your arch competitor. I mean, if they look, think about it. If they traded him, they could have traded him way to the East Coast, so he wouldn't have been he wouldn't have been in public eye on the West Coast in the same city that you're playing in. You could have traded him to the Yankees or the the, the Mets or somebody else in the National League, and yet you let him go, and now he's playing for the Dodgers, which you're going to have to see and hear every single night. You're going to see Otani everywhere. It's not out of sight, out of mind if he was playing on the East Coast or in Toronto. It is right up the road. And the way the Dodgers market, you're going to feel it and see it every single day. That's why I told you and Kevin, 
when we were talking about would the Angels trade him, and no matter what the package was, if the Dodgers were to offer the best package, would they send him here? I would absolutely not. No way. There is This is the worst-case scenario for Artie Moreno. Okay, no. This is the worst-case scenario because at the very least, yes. he could have Ryan Pepio and Gavin Lux or had gotten something. This is the worst-case scenario. He walked away, and you literally have nothing, which is why Rodney and I said – if you're going to trade them and the Dodgers have the best package, just yep. trade them to the Dodgers because you yep. don't want get them to all walk you away. Want. Get everything you can. Go get. Go just raid the Dodgers cupboard. And he didn't do it. Even though the Dodgers offered you a bag of baseballs, that's more than you have now? Take it. So anyway, now the Dodgers have this money. Because Otani's taking $2 million, the question becomes, and, and we know, by the way, that they – are not afraid to spend, but how crazy do you go here? You know, how nuts do you go being over this, the uh, competitive balance tax? $250 million to $300 million for Yamamoto. Do you see them just going for it? Now, all bets are off. I mean, they're already going to be the most hated team in baseball. Mm-hmm. They are the, Yan- the, mm-hmm. the old Yankees, the most despised team in baseball by far. Do you just go for it now? What the hell? Yamamoto, 250. This guy, another 150. Let's just go for it. Let's just be what? out of control crazy. Are they capable of, is it possible to structure Yamamoto's deal similar to Otani's deal? But think about this. Mookie Betts and Freddie Freeman have deferred money. Yeah. Maybe, no, not that, that much. Maybe right, they've been they doing do. the exact same thing with their money. Yeah. Right? Maybe yeah. they've been doing the identical thing with their money, making money on their money. Yeah, yeah. And if you're Mookie and Freddie or, or Tom, you don't care. You're going to get your money. You're getting your money regardless. Yeah, you want it now and, or later. And, yeah, and Otani's sake, I mean, he'll end up making more money off the field yeah. than he will on the field. Mm-hmm. And so that salary from the Dodgers, he, he doesn't need that. I mean, nobody, you know, if you can't survive on $70 million a year, then what are you doing? But he's going to make, he's going to make so much more that the Dodgers salary, I don't need that at all because I'm getting 50 to $100 million from endorsements. You think Yamamoto, brilliant. You think Yamamoto's a diva? See, I don't, I, I don't know. All we're hearing is reports. Um, and yes, there were, f- photos of him like getting on a plane and off a plane or something like that um i don't know i don't know if he's a diva or not i don't know i don't know that that much about him or that enough enough about him um but i do i can understand a young guy that is this is his moment and possibly looking at this as do i want my moment because everybody's after me, and I, I'm going to get a huge payday. Do I want my moment to be overshadowed by Otani? Or do I roll with Otani and let's share in it and win multiple titles, and we all get to share in the glory? See, I would do the latter. Yeah. This is me. I'm, I'm rolling with the best team, with the best players, and we're all. when we win, we all win. As opposed to being the lone fish in a market where, oh yeah, I'm the big big gun, yeah, people talking about me, but we're not winning titles. That's how oh. I look at it. 
Yeah. That's and how- there were reports that he wants to be he wants to be the guy. He wants to be the focal point. He wants to be he doesn't want to be in Otani's shadows. And I don't know how true that is. That's just reports. But I would not go that route. I'd go with the winners. I would go with the team that, that is the best team. And I would look at it like, whatever Otani doesn't get, I'm going to get. I'm going to get. You know what I'm saying? It's like it's like people when they go out, used to go out with you, Fred. Oh, you yeah. know, you get all the girls, and then the guys that are hanging out with you would get the leftovers. Uh, that was never the case. But thank you for pointing. <laughs> thank you for trying that. That never, ever, ever was the case. But, you know, I, I'm thinking about it. You know, using the Yamamoto philosophy, if it's true, I guess Mookie Betts is living in the shadow of Otani. I guess Freddie Freeman is living in the shadow of Otani. If Yamamoto's philosophy is correct, they should both ask to be traded because why would they want to be in the shadow of Otani? Will Smith wouldn't want to be in the shadow of Otani, would they? Would he? Of course not. If Yamamoto's approach is accurate and i don't want to live in a shadow well everybody's living in a shadow yeah so everybody should want to be traded or no i'm sorry maybe everybody else wants a win maybe everybody else wants to be the best and have every opportunity presented to them if he doesn't pick the dodgers and whatever he does he does and acknowledging he's 25 so he kind of looks at things differently you know he's social media and that kind of stuff if he doesn't pick the Dodgers, good luck, be a success. D- but if you don't win, if you don't win, and by the way, that's going to mean something to you, maybe not now, but it will. Mm-hmm. If you don't win and you want to blame somebody, go look in the mirror. Because yeah. the only person to blame is you. That's how I look at it. Absolutely. You want to sit there. You go sit there with the Mets. Go. And after ten after ten years, you made the playoffs once, twice maybe. No titles. Okay, you got your three hundred million dollars, but after the year five, nobody's talking about you anymore. <laughs> after maybe year, year three. Yes, I was going to say. Yeah, I think you're being generous. Yeah, I am. I think you're being <laughs> a little generous. Yeah. Okay. Right. After year two, you know what it is? Yeah. Man, we wasted money on you. Yeah. After year two, we should have never done that. As Xander Bogart's not in San Diego. Well, we shouldn't have done that one. I promise you they're going to be saying that. Yeah, man, that was a bad call. That's what you're going to be. A bad call. Yeah, we but didn't you got, need but, to do it. But you got your money. You yeah, got your money. you got your money. And, you're, and by the way. Where's the, that limelight, though? Where's that limelight? Well, the only shadow you. Where's that shine? The, the only shadow you cast is your own. And the problem is nobody wants to be in that one because it's not successful. That's why. Yeah. Well, it'll be interesting to see how it plays out. Let's get David Vassay on here in the next segment, get his take on what's happening. Oh, he he may have some insight into the, uh, the Glasnow deal. All right. So we'll talk to him about that. Bottom of the hour, we'll play Know Your Squad. If you win Know Your Squad, we got the four-pack of tickets to the Winterfest OC. If you don't want to know your squad, we're going to open it up to everybody. Ah, uh, bring it. Come on. Come on. Yeah. Boom, boom. Open slate. <laughs> Come on, Freddie. Let's go. Wednesday. Let's go. Wednesday before Christmas. Roddy P. Fred Rogan. 
coming at you. Hope you're having a wonderful, wonderful, wonderful holiday season so far. Only gets better. All right, let's bring on David Vassay. And uh, Dave, happy early Christmas to you. You're still working every day. Hey, it's all good. If this is work, uh, don't wake me up because it's really fun and happy to be on with uh, Santa Claus of the Rogan and Rodney show, Rodney Pete, and the Grinch of the Rogan and Rodney. I don't know why I acquired this moniker. I have no idea why. Uh, oh, you don't know am why I, when everybody else knows why? to mention this? Come on. No, man. you're not the first person to mention it. You're not. No, your squad. You're on Team Grinch. You earned it, Freddie. You earned it. <laughs> not on Team Grinch. All right, Dave. I, I, we, we know you have the podcast tonight. I want to get this because Kevin mentioned something to me this morning, and I'm not going to say too much, but you have some information, more than you shared, about the Brad Paisley party and how Tyler Glasnow actually got to the Dodgers, don't you? Yeah, I was there, obviously. We did Dodger talk from there. Andrew Friedman, the Dodgers, uh, and his staff were there. Dave Roberts was there. And then uh, Eric Neander and a couple of his uh, top lieutenants showed up. And uh, I, we made an agreement, all of us, that what happens on the Paisley Farm stays on the Paisley Farm. But Eric Neander, the Rays president of baseball operations, has been quoted in MLB.com and the Tampa Bay Times that Brad really wanted glass now. And on the podcast, I uh, share a little bit of the behind the scenes on how Brad Paisley was playing hardball with the Rays for Tyler Glass now. That is so cool that you were there and you got to see that. <laughs> it's one of the uh, ultimate highlights of my, of my life, of my career, to be able to be privy to Two different teams, two of the best executives in baseball, Eric Neander and Andrew Friedman, being in the same room and uh, in a relaxed setting. And it, it was one of the highlights for sure. And does, Dave, what, that, doesn't that speak to um, just doing things the right way and not burning bridges? I mean, I, I would assume that Andrew's relationship with the Rays organization um, doesn't hurt the situation. And, and no, really the biggest the part is, Rodney, they, they're like-minded. That's right. why the Rays were all in with Ryan Pepio and Johnny DeLuca, and that's why the Dodgers were a perfect fit because they're so like-minded. Yeah. Uh, okay, well, yeah. And, and, you know, because Andrew Friedman basically started the philosophy there. Those guys carried it on. And, uh, yeah, they, they oftentimes are very good trade partners. All right, where are we now? What do you hear about Yamamoto, Dave? Well, now Bob Klapish uh, from Newsday is reporting that Yamamoto will not make his decision until after Christmas. We were told that it was going to be this week, and Yamamoto, I'm not sure if you guys caught this over the weekend, dined at Steve Cohen's home in New York, and Cohen went to Japan to meet with Yamamoto as well, and Yamamoto has been much more out there regarding uh, the courtship of other teams of his free agency and services and posted a photo of him and his agent, Joel Wolf on his Instagram flying back from New York. Where they were going, I would assume the West Coast. So right now it's between the Mets, the Yankees, and the Dodgers. He would, did not meet with the Red Sox while he was on the East Coast. So everything's pointing to one of the two New York teams or the Dodgers. D Dave, um, the, the report out there that he is, doesn't want to share the limelight with Otani um, can you tell us about that? How accurate is that, that he wants to be in his own 
I guess, sphere when it comes to Japanese players? Yeah, well, then that would eliminate the Mets because Kodai Senga had a breakout rookie year with the Mets last year, so he would be in the same rotation with Senga as well if that were to be true. I guess we won't know until he signs somewhere, but look, um, Yamamoto was teammates with Otani in the World Baseball Classic, and Otani was in the meeting to ease whatever concerns he had. So uh, I don't know how much truth that is, especially since Otani doesn't want the spotlight. So there's no right. conflict of interest there. Uh, all right, Dave. Things still moving pretty slowly, though. I guess we wait for Yamamoto to find out about Blake Snell. And after Otani is done and off the board and Yamamoto is done and off the board, then do you think we'll see a flurry of action? It feels that way, Fred. The way it was told to me from the player's side and some of the major league executives I've spoken to, uh, Otani taking as long as he did to make his decision kind of pushed everything back a month. So the players that you see in January signing would have signed in December if it was done a little bit sooner. Um, So just put that in perspective and context that whatever you're seeing happening now between now and the end of January – um, it's been pushed back a month, and uh, I think once uh, Cody Bellinger signs, that also will open up uh, the position player market as well. And where does Cody end up, in your opinion? Back with the Cubs? There's a huge market for him, Dave? I, I feel like Cody might be in Canada. I feel like the Blue Jays are really making the biggest push for Bellinger after losing out on uh, Shohei Otani, and obviously in that holding pattern, the Yankees uh, were able to pull off the trade for Juan Soto, and the Blue Jays need offense, and Bellinger is uh, probably the guy they need. I wouldn't rule out, by the way, Bellinger and Justin Turner being teammates again in Toronto. Dave, nobody's really talking about uh, Margot, who came over in the Glasnow deal. I think he can play a little bit. I don't think that's a bad pickup, is it? Especially when the Rays are kicking in $4 million uh, to offset some of the salary. Look, Manuel Margot is a good role player, and that's what he's going to be for the Dodgers. He's a really good defensive player in center and right field. He's done really well against lefties. or He's done well against lefties. He's a lifetime 280 hitter against lefties. So in the role the Dodgers are going to have for him, uh, it will be a fit. Not to mention um, the Dodgers wanting to play Mookie Betts more at second base. That means Margot and Jason Hayward will split a lot of time in right field. Dave, what's been the reaction around baseball with other players and clubs about the Otani and Dodgers uh, signing? Feels like there's a lot of jealousy out there, Rodney. Uh, you know, it feels like teams are kind of want to be upset about it, but can't be upset about it because it was well within the rules. And Otani is one of the most unique players we've ever seen, not only on the field, but off the field. When they talk about changing the rules, who are you going to change the rules for? There's no other player in Major League Baseball that makes $50 million in marketing off the field. So this is, when they call him a unicorn, he's a unicorn in every sense of the word. Dave, all right, so Otani's the DH. Uh, When you look at the Dodger roster now in the lineup, are the everyday player positions set? What, What else are we trying to figure out? Yeah, there's still a lot of work to be done, Fred. 
I have questions at shortstop. Are the Dodgers going to roll out Miguel Rojas on an everyday basis again with a 500 OPS? Is Gavin Lux going to be ready to be the full-time shortstop day one? I don't believe so. I had a season ticket holder uh, DM me on Instagram, and as they were picking out their seats, they saw Gavin Lux taking batting practice at Dodger Stadium, so that's a good sign. Um, So that's a question, shortstop, and they still have work to do with their starting pitching rotation. And also another factor is if they're not able to land the starter that they want, are they going to pivot and go all in with Josh Hader to shorten the game? Could they pursue Willie Adamas uh, without pursuing Corbin Burns? It feels like the Brewers are holding on to both to see where this goes in the season because it's a very winnable division. So feels like the Brewers are going to keep both those guys until, A, either they're overwhelmed with the offer before spring training, or B, uh, to see whether or not they're in contention in a very weak NL Central. Okay. So, uh, for argument's sake, there's no Burns. They lose out on Yamamoto. They don't pursue Snell. What other pitcher could they be taking a run at? Do we get back to Dylan Cease? Yeah, Dylan Cease could be back in play. Uh, but if you trade for Cease, you're trading some of your depth as far as your young pitching goes. I'm sure the White Sox are going to want some of the same names that we saw pitch at the major league level last year in addition to other lower-level players. And the other part of this is maybe the Dodgers just shore up the back end of their rotation with uh, a Lucas Giolito type. Uh, The Dodgers have had conversations with him. Uh, Seems like Giolito's in high demand, but uh, it seems like a great fit for Giolito to come home and pitch for the Dodgers. All right, Dave, uh, we know you're going to have the story about the behind the scenes at Brad Paisley's ranch. What else do you have on the podcast tonight? Well, I'm part of the Tyler Glass Now Car Wash. So Glass now will join us on the podcast this week nice. as well on Dodger Talk. Nice. Outstanding. Nice. All right, Dave, if we don't talk to you, um, Merry Christmas. Happy New Year to you and your family. Be safe. Thank you, guys. And by the way, on this podcast, a J.D. Martinez tribute, a one-and-done great 2023. Um, yeah, still uh, emotionally attached to him. All right. Take care, Dave. Unlike you, Fred, I have emotions. I have a heart. You know, you get attached to people. <laughs> Dave, I have emotions and a heart. I cry when I watch cartoons. I'm Dave, where, real quick, though, where, where does J.D. end up, Dave, you think? If I had to predict, it might be back in Arizona. Their GM has intimated they're uh, all in for a, an exclusive DH to bolster their offense, and J.D. Martinez and Justin Turner would be the two best available right now. All right. Right on. We'll talk to you, Dave. Okay, guys. We have a four-pack of tickets to Winterfest OC. Big four-pack. You'll have a chance to win them, but you have to come on here. And today, you have to win Know Your Squad, and the squad is the Lakers. 866-987-2570. If you win Know Your Squad, you get the four-pack of tickets. If you don't win Know Your Squad, we will open the tickets up to everybody. And next hour, we are giving away a Burke Williams gift card, so stay with us. Let's do it. Today's afternoon delight is Open Scars by Young M.A. After keeping a fairly low profile over the past few years, a 31-year-old MC dropped this single late last week, just month after her serious health scare led to her hospitalization and inspired her commitment to sobriety. 
On the track, M.A. gets vulnerable about past friends leaving her in the storm while reflecting on her new relationship with God. She also laments letting down her fans for the past three years, but ends the song saying that she has found peace. Again, today's afternoon delight is Open Scars by Young M.A. All right, Kevin in Northridge, are you there? I'm here, Fred. All right, here's the deal. We'll play Know Your Squad. If you win Know Your Squad today, a four-pack of tickets to the Winterfest OC. In Know Your Squad, we give you a question and five choices. Answer before you get all five choices. You're locked out. You get a challenge. Use your challenge. It's upheld. You retain your challenge. Use your challenge. It's denied. You're locked out of the next question. We've got a prize at stake. No hints. If you don't get it, we open it up for everybody. You good? Got it, Fred. All right, Ronnie, you ready? Hello, Rogan and Rodney. I'm ready to play. Come get some. Uh, the squad Let's is- go, Rodney. Let's do it. Let's go, baby. Let's go. Never lost. Make it go. good. Make it good. Make me work today. Make me work. All right, Fred. Let's go. Know your Lakers. Which of these players holds the record for highest three-point field goal percentage in a single season at 44%? Anthony Parker, Vladimir Radmanovich, Steve Blake, Sasha Vujicic, or Sasha Baron Cohen? Steve Blake. Radmanovich. Sasha Vujicic. Rodney. Rodmanovich. Rodmanovich. Jumped he in. Light there. it up, Fred. He could light it up. Oh, he could. Wasn't he the guy that uh, was like. Yes, he slipped. He slipped on skiing? a patch of ice. Yeah, that that's was what that. he said. But he went, really went skiing. Snowboarding, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. Snowboarding or whatever he said. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah he ice. was actually snowboarding. He said he was walking down the street with his hands in his pockets and he slipped and fell, and that's how he got hurt. Slipped on a patch of ice. Hmm. Okay. Mm. He stepped and slipped on a banana peel. That's what he said, essentially. And then yeah. some. Yeah. All right. Lakers lost to the Pistons in five games in the 2004 NBA Finals. Shaq and Kobe led the Lakers in scoring with an average of 26 and 22 points a game. Who was the Lakers' third leading scorer in that series with an average of six points a game? Carl Malone, Gary Payton, Derek Fisher, Devin George, or Wally George? Devin Derek George. Fisher. Derek Fisher. Rodney got it first. Derek Fisher. There you go. There you go. Kevin, you were wow, there. That was, that, that was close. That was close. Was that close? I thought I had that one. Uh, yeah. Uh, All right, yeah here, close. Can we challenge that, that one? Here's some advice. You want to? Wait a minute. You can do whatever you want. I would just suggest you not do that, but you certainly can if you'd like. It was close. That we, we were both there. Okay. Whatever you want to do, buddy. It's on you. It's on you. Look. You're playing. Let's 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 check it out. All let's right. check it out, Fred. All right, dude. Okay. I, I if I do, I get ready to set out the next question. <laughs> I'm just telling you, man. You should have listened to me. Here we go. Carl Malone, Gary Payton, Derek Fisher, Devin George, or Wally George. Devin Derek George. Fisher. Derek Fisher. What? Kevin, why didn't I you... guess I gotta sit that one out? Yeah, why, why didn't you trust me? Oh, <laughs> I should have, Fred. Okay, all right. So you're out for this right. one. Who holds the single season record for most steals per game with an average of three point four? Kobe Bryant, Magic Johnson, Norm Nixon, Eddie Jones, or Rashida Jones? Kobe, Kobe Bryant. Bryant. No, Magic Johnson. Right. Now here, here's the deal, Kevin. You're back in, and because Ronnie got that, you can still win. So you're still in it now. Okay. Okay. 
Okay, thanks, Fred. Okay, here we go. I'll take your advice next time. Well, <laughs> uh, I'll, I'll take your advice you next time, not the challenge. No, you know what? I'm always rooting for the contestants. You should know that. I always root for you guys to win. But I can't give Sometimes you any. Sometimes you'll even cheat. Well, yeah, I will cheat. But I'm. But today I can't give you any. Hints. Did you just admit it? Yes, what? he did. He's yes, never he admitted did. that before. He just yeah, admitted it. It's on yes, tape. I've got it on tape forever, Fred. All right, yes, Ronnie, you, you just lost yours. <laughs> I'm taking your point away. Hey, you can take all of them away. You can take all of them away as long as I've got that piece of gold on tape. There's a gift involved, Fred. You can't take any points. You can't yeah. cheat. You can't do anything. That's true. You're I right. cheat. Okay, that's it. You're out, Ronnie. And I should I should know better than to challenge Rodney. There you go. There you go, baby. I and should I'm know better. You know I won. Yeah, it's all right. It's you're the, all right. You're though. the champ. You damn right, baby. Never lost, Rodney. You're the champ. Like, Let's go. I, I like your faith in me. <laughs> what are you laughing about, Ronnie? Nothing. It's it's. Uh, I I can't wait to see who wins this battle royale between Kevin and Rodney. All right. <laughs> Let, let's go. Let's go. Uh, I'm cheating, Fred. I'm not cheating. He's right. thinking about it, though. Let, I swear to God. I swear to God, Ronnie. All right. Easy, Fred. What? No Christmas Fred, present for me, Fred? Skin. Jeez, Fred. Yeah. Mr. Grinch over there. He's turning green Fred, as we Ronnie, speak. Get up on your skin, Freddy. Come on, Freddy. Right. Freddy, baby. Come on now. Come don't, on, Fred, Mr. Armadillo Skin. Let's go. Don't you want to call Ar me by my Armadillo. nickname? Froggy? Not Grinch? Oh, God. No, not, not really. Grinch. Yeah, it not is really. the Grinch. It is you the Grinch. Can't verify that. The you Grinch shrunk three feet. They're both, they're both green. Thank you. Frog and Grinch. That's they're right. both green. Yeah, Roggin. No, you know what? Kevin's trying. I wish I could just give him the prize, but I can't. All right, here we go. The Lakers missed the playoffs in 2005 after Shaq was traded to Miami. Kobe Bryant, the leading scorer that season, averaging 27. Who was their second leading scorer that year? Lamar Odom, Chucky Atkins, Chris Mim, Karan Butler, or Gerard Butler? Lamar Odom. Lamar Odom. Kevin is alive. Kevin is alive. Ooh. Thank you. Maybe I want to. Maybe I want to challenge. Do you want to challenge? Come on, yeah. Maybe. Come on, Rodney, challenge me. Should I challenge you? You think I should? What do yeah. you think, Fred? Well, you have to make your own choice. Oh, I think Fred, I you got give you, me Rodney. You know what? I don't, I don't know I think, if I would challenge. I don't know if I, I would. I think I got you, Rodney. Okay, I won't challenge. Yeah, I don't think I would. All right, here's the next one. Magic Johnson, the Lakers' career leader in assists with 10,141, who was second in team history in assists with 6,306. Norm Nixon, Kobe Bryant, Jerry West, Gail Goodrich, or B.F. Goodrich? Norm Nixon. Jerry West. No. Gail Goodrich. No. Kobe Bryant. Yep. All right, so that means two things. First, Ronnie. Daddy won. What? Yes, Daddy. Ronnie, why aren't you playing? Because you didn't want me to play anymore, Fred. Don't you remember what you said? You said I was out, so I'm out. No, I didn't say you were out. I never said you were out. You removed yourself from the game. Kevin, let's review the tape. No, we're not reviewing the tape. <laughs> we are not I taking I do recollect you did say he was out, though, Fred. He did you say didn't that, use Fred. the words, uh, Ronnie, you're out. So what does that yeah. mean, Fred? Exactly. Fred's bipolar, that's really what it means. Explain what out meant. Out of bounds. Out of line. I'm oh. done, Fred. I'm done until next year. Okay, well, anyway, you lost. <laughs> Who cares?
Uh, Rodney, congratulations. But, Kevin, that's it. You didn't win Winterfest. Ay, ay, ay. Bummer. All right. Rodney, you're ay, too ay, good. Oh, uh, man, I'm just trying. Just trying to make a living, Kev. That's all. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just trying to win a prize. All right, well, listen. Rodney? Uh, right on, Kev. Right on, buddy. Kevin. Thanks for playing. We're going to open the phone lines uh, coming up next hour. We have two prizes to give away. You can call back and try again, okay? Thanks, Fred. Thanks, Rodney. All right. Happy holidays, Kevin. Uh, All right. The question is, do they have the money? And if they have the money, will they spend the money? We'll talk about that next. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.